0: Welcome to the Destination Begin Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here, sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to a very special podcast episode being recorded while I walk the rome marathon (laughs) i had a goal to try to run walk the first half and i just did that and now i'm just walking because at the 25 kilometer mark there's a little medical tent place vehicle the sweeper truck that will take me to the finish line so that i can wait there and see roy and danny cross so i thought i am not running anymore um, why am I not running anymore? Well, I ran 13.195 kilometers, or 21.195 kilometers more than I thought I would uh, just being uh, injured. But I thought, I'm just going to come out here untrained and just see what I can do. And I pulled off a half. So, you know, I'm feeling good about that. Roy has the flu, and he is currently at mile 18 based on tracking. Daddy does not have the flu. He's about at the same place. He also just set out to do half, but to see what happens. I have a feeling he's going to finish the whole thing. You know, cuz why not? I had that thought yesterday briefly, but um I've got some plantar fasciitis so the bottom of my foot hurts. My hip hurts. I'm just, you know, I didn't train at all. So I would really like to be able to get home to Miami and be able to function. So, half. And I guess I'm gonna be doing 25K. Anyway, so, some immediate reflections from race day. We started out this morning. Uh, Roy has the flu, like a cold flu. And so, while he snored loudly all night, he didn't get much sleep because he couldn't breathe well. In our Airbnb, we're right on the street, and there's a restaurant or bar or something right down there so it's like imagine trying to sleep on the floor of a busy restaurant that's how loud it was in our room and we couldn't find the light switch to turn off the light at the top of the ceiling connected to the ceiling fan now it wasn't on the first night we don't really understand what happened we did blow a fuse and reset everything and then it came on and then we've never been able to turn it off So we got a few minutes of sleep with the light on, with all the noise, and then Roy is sick. So, first lesson of the day. Next time you don't feel like doing something, next time you're too tired to work out, think of Roy getting up this morning to run 26.2 miles. Sick, with very little sleep, with all of those circumstances. Okay! He remains... Sorry, there's a motorcycle right there. It's a little loud. He doesn't know I'm recording a podcast. Um, anyway, Roy remains a beacon of tenacity for me and you and all the peoples. So we started out running together cause he wanted to start really slow cause he felt like garbage. And, um, so we did 12 K. I went to the 12 K mark and then I said, all right, you go. So, Ooh, there's my app talking to me. It's still counting up my mileage. Anyway, so it was really, really fun. They have like bands, like, um, not marching bands, but sounding like marching bands every few kilometers on street corners playing really fun music, beautiful music. It was so emotional to see and hear right before we started. They had this huge flyover of all these jets with green, red and white, um, cloud paint, whatever. It was so emotional. It was so cool. We're standing and waiting in line for the Portageon, And this big flyover covering the sky in green and red and white clouds. It was magnificent. And they came and did it again. And both Ryan and I were like sobbing. It was so beautiful. Um, and then another incredibly beautiful moment. We were running. I was starting to get a little tired. And we came to an area where there was like a little rest stop or something. I don't know, but there's a whole bunch of people in wheelchairs that are being pushed through this race. It's common in marathons. And so we happened to catch up with them as they were coming off a break and they had music blaring and whistles going and you talk about a group of people full of joy. Half of the people were in wheelchairs, couldn't move big grins. The other half pushing them on the race course. I just, again, ugly cry, sobbing. They're singing along to music. They've got these giant whistles. Reminded me of Regis from bootcamp, Whistle Happy. And we ran with them for a little while until they were faster than us. So, there you go. (laughs) People pushing wheelchairs with people in them were going faster than me and Roy at that point. I'm quite sure Roy has since passed them because his pace based on the tracker, is quite, quite faster now. But anyway, it was just so amazing. It's like our soul, your soul, when you want to do something, when you find a purpose, it, the flesh suit, the body that we live in is just, it's just a, an obstacle to try to overcome. Like those people, their hearts and souls wanted to go a marathon and they found a way to do it. Period. With joy. Their souls experiencing this human experience and it's like that is that's what we're capable of people when you decide to do something don't let your body stop you if you can't physically do it with your body can you find a way to grab the experience in another way these people can't run but they get to cross that finish line they maybe already have (laughs) faster than me i mean come on what can't we do the human spirit can do anything so it was so encouraging so Just, I mean, that's what really got me to run as far as I did. I was like, I'm in pain, Um, shouldn't really be doing this, but I'll recover. I'm going to just run a little bit more and be grateful that I can. Coming up to a busy intersection here in Rome, people drive here like it's insane. I don't know how there aren't dead bodies all over the street all the time. People getting run over because people are on scooters. People are on mopeds, cars, taxis. The lane lines are like suggestions in a lot of areas. There aren't lane lines in a lot of areas. Ooh, 22 kilometers. It's crazy. Yesterday, Danny was like, hey, let's rent scooters. And I'm like, absolutely not 100%, zero chance I'm doing that. I am not confident on a scooter, even though I have one. I don't have a helmet. These people will kill me and I will deserve it because I won't know what I'm doing. So 100% that's not happening. I'm sorry actually when we got here at night it was dark and he wanted us to rent scooters in the dark and scoot around Rome are you crazy he's a former military dude and he's a pilot so nothing scares him or something you know what should scare him is his driving so we got to Rome on Sunday or Monday I oh don't know we got to Rome a few days ago and Danny got here first and he rented a car picked us up at the airport and we immediately drove to start our drive tour through Italy. We stayed in a different town every night. And he drove us that you know, it was like two to three hours a day of driving. Um, I ended up just sleeping in the backseat most of the time because of the terror. I just, I'm like, I cannot look out the window. I'm going to die in Italy on this road. I'm like, Danny, I'm a mother. Um, anyway, I just, he'd have the iPad on the steering wheel while driving a billion miles an hour, kilometers an hour. And then it was like, what are you doing? Navigating, looking up things, sending messages to the Airbnb we were headed to. It was insane. Roy was in the front seat trying to navigate. I'm like, they don't need free drivers, so I'm gonna stay back here. Oh my gosh, they have vending machines in Italy where you can get weed. They also have vending machines where you can get condoms, lube, and pregnancy tests just you're gonna need one of them or maybe if you don't have one of them and you might need the other i don't know it, it's really random anyway someone's just buying some pot out of any machine sights and sounds of the streets of rome everyone the six hour 15 minute pacer group just passed me they're basically power walking they are also going faster than i am because i need to go to the bathroom and Um, I'm limping, and I'm quite content with my run-walk of 13 miles. I don't see a place where you get to hop on a little bus that takes you to the finish. I'd walk there, but it's an hour walk, and all the roads are closed, so I don't even know if I could get there. People are staring at me strange, though. That's the sound of a shovel cleaning up all of the sponges on the ground. There are sponges. They hand out wet sponges. I don't know what they're for. I don't know what they're for. Go for I'm good. Beach. Oh, yeah, Miami! Miami. Oh, I'll take a what sandwich. Yeah. Me? For me? For you. Oh, grazie! Yeah. Grazie! They just gave me a sandwich. One of them has heard of Miami Beach. They just gave me a sandwich. All right. I'll take a sandwich. I'm hungry. I did not eat breakfast. I didn't know I was going to go so far. Roy Jeter is at the 30K split with a time of three hours, 17 minutes. That's the notification I got. This is exciting. It's like you guys are with me because you are. This sandwich is a panini and it's got meat and cheese and bread, shocking. Um, So I'm not a real big pasta person. It's like just something that like, it tastes good. I like a couple bites and then I'm over it. It's just not a thing. And I know that makes me weird, but, and pizza as well. It's like just not a thing I like. I mean, I like it. It's just not my favorite. And really, this is all that they eat here, I mean, I knew this coming in, right? It's not like, what? But I mean, I didn't realize it was literally all the places, all the time, all the foods. Uh, Where are they getting their protein? How do these people have muscles? I haven't been able to find protein. The other day I got a steak, that was good. But otherwise, it's like there's a little bit of meat. Everything else is all, I'm just so confused. How they get muscles, although I had been stared at, like stared at um, oh, like really strangely. And I realized yesterday, why? It's because I, my muscles are hanging out and I'm not like super muscular anymore, but compared to the average woman here, I'm out of the ordinary, like weird looking, muscular uh, something. Ooh, manzanas. Now I'm just on a walk with free food. Is what's happening right now. Anyway, other impressions of Italy. Everyone is super nice. Ciao grazie, ciao grazie. So everybody says, and then um, Roy is. People stare at Roy, women stare at Roy. So Roy is hot, and Roy is very hot here. He's very tall. There's a woman took a selfie with him this morning. Uh huh. Yes, what they said, and. I'm not mad about that. Cause he's mine and he's hot. And I like that. I have a, um, be like, yeah, eat your heart out ladies. Anyway, what else? Um, being sick here was kind of, was kind of a bummer. We keep saying like it, there, I know a lot of people that would say this trip was total failure garbage because of all the stuff that's gone on that you could say this trip was a nightmare. Because we had so many things that went quote-unquote wrong. However, I don't believe that anything went wrong. Everything is as it's supposed to be. And it's made everything more of an adventure. And I'm in friggin' Italy. Little Chrissy, raised in Minnesota, never went anywhere, is in Italy. I will never get over the fact that I get to do this stuff. But those bed bugs or something in one bed, so I'm covered in bites of itch. I got the flu. In Venice, dream of my life to go to Venice. I was so sick, I could barely handle it. I faked it so much that we could keep moving and um took a ton of ibuprofen. Couldn't eat, didn't eat for like I don't know, thirty-six hours. All this beautiful food, I'll like view, vomit. It all looks so gross. The nice thing I probably dropped a couple pounds. But it's like my dream come true and I was like, I don't care, I wanna to go to bed. Please let me go to bed. Um But um it was wonderful. Even being sick could not dim the amazingness of Venice, Venice. I want to go back there for a week. It was spectacular. Um, and then now Roy is sick the day of the marathon. And I don't know, there's lots of other things that you could list as things that quote unquote went wrong, but those people have a lot of running speed right now. Anyway. Um, but we're just super go with the flow, laugh it off people. That's why we travel so well together. Um, no one takes themselves too seriously. No one takes any of the stuff too seriously. Um, I think we're a little sick of each other right now. Like, well, I'm not sick of Roy. Um, Roy and I aren't sick of each other, but I think Danny's sick of us. And we might be a little bit sick of Danny. Not that we don't like Danny. Um, he's gonna listen to this. Danny, I'm not sick of you, but that was a lie. Moving on. Um, <laughs> we have talked about so many things. So the other day, Woke up in a castle. Danny's amazing because Danny's been to Italy and he booked our itinerary. He handled the car and then he booked us a different cool Airbnb in every city along the way. So the first night, we go to the top of this old city fortress and we stay in this Airbnb in the middle of this fortress. We wake up, we look out over this mountainside of like, that moment is the top moment of my life uh, after the birth of my son. It was spectacular. Then the next night we stayed in a castle from the 1200s. A castle. And then climbed up into the fourth tower and looked out in the morning at the sunrise. Come on. Little Chrissy from Minnesota woke up in a castle. I have nothing to complain about ever for the rest of my life. So I was sitting up there, I was doing my reading and my writing and my journaling and thinking about a lot of different things and I kept I kept hearing like in my head this bible verse. And I don't, I never looked it up for the exact quote, but basically it said that wisdom has built her house. And it was in my head and it was in my head and it was like coming out of I don't know where it was coming from, but I don't believe those things are coincidence. So I'm like this is my soul speaking. This is the God in me speaking. Wisdom has built her house. Well, what is wisdom? Well, I've been reading about wisdom. Wisdom is when you learn a lesson or make a mistake and learn something the hard way when you learn something so thoroughly that you know it that you don't say I believe this is true you say I know this is true you have lived something that has given you wisdom that happens as we go through life as you go through life hopefully you are collecting wisdom and I was like wisdom has built her house And then i remember there was another part of it that said something about about seven pillars wisdom has hewn out seven pillars and i'm like seven pillars what would be my seven pillars of wisdom if i were to say the seven pillars of wisdom of kristen's life thus far the wisdom to live by the wisdom that if i connect myself to every single day will mean that i won't have to make the same mistakes The street is so quiet. It makes me wonder if I'm on the wrong path. So I thought about it. What are some of the pillars of wisdom in my life? So I started writing them. I don't have them all, but I came up with three that came to me right away. And I'm purposing to complete this list. And then instead of just starting my day with affirmations and meditation, start my day reviewing the seven pillars of wisdom that life and my life have already taught me. The things that I know so i'm excited about that so we were talking about that in the car and it was so interesting to ask the guys what are what's the what's the first thing that comes to your mind when i say what is some wisdom you've gained in your life and we all unanimously agreed like basically the number one thing is love is inside of us and that when we look for love and what we need outside of ourselves we always fail it's not there Ooh, this guy's mad that the street is closed I think they think they're better than everyone else. So they should be able to cross this road. You see a lot of that, like, oh, excuse me. I know the road is closed, but like, it's me and I, I should be able to cross this road. And they're like, no, anyway, going back to self-love, um, we think of like, I'm looking for love or I'm ready for love to find me. It's such an erroneous phrase. It's such an erroneous, all that is completely wrong. Love is inside of you and me. Everything that I need is already in me. I'm full of love, everything that I need. I am able and capable of meeting all my own needs. It's not until we are complete in ourselves and are able to stand in confidence in ourselves and accept ourselves, that we are able to partner with another person because they're not bringing us love. They are bringing their own set of problems, brokenness, baggage, experiences, to just simply be next to you. And the love that you have for you and the power that you have in you is is designed, if you're correctly coupled up with someone that works well, is exactly the, the, the example of and the power of strength that encourages them to stand in their power. So it's not an exchange of love. I need your love, you need my love. It's I love me and I'm empowered in who I am and I choose to spend my life walking next to you I feel embarrassed. They're cheering. Don't cheer for me. I'm walking. I'm not doing anything interesting, but thank you. Anyway, so to be like, no love is inside of me. And I find myself coming back to that too. Like I need love. I need the love of my life. It's like, no, actually I do not need the love of my life. I'm grateful that I have found a person to love and to share love. But all of that flows from the heart and soul of who I am and the heart and soul of who he is. And when you put love next to each other, it multiplies for sure. And that's a lesson that all three of us unanimously, we've had to learn that the hard way. We cannot invest in others more than we invest in ourselves. That we have to take care of ourselves. That we have to find our value and our identity in our own hearts and souls. Then... We are able to bring beauty into the life of others and not before, not a minute before. So that was our number one wisdom nugget. I have some other ones. Um, I'm going to share them at some point. I, I'm, it's interesting to think of seven. So many of them can be like summarized into one or two um, or they, re- they definitely relate but some of mine have to do with my body and what I've learned about my health, my wellness, my identity in my body. I'm still carrying this sandwich. I really think I want it. Really need to find a potty. Or here, a toilet. So interesting what they call them in different parts of the world the water closet, the powder room, the loo, the toilet, and the, in the US, the bathroom. Everything in the US is so harsh and abrupt bathroom, restroom. How about toilet? How about we make things fluffier? Anyway, would really like to find one. Ideally, find one in a coffee shop. That would be rad. Maybe there'll be a coffee shop and a toilet at kilometer marker number 25. And then I can get a coffee, use the toilet, and get on the little bus back to the starting line the guys were like you should get a medal just go get it like I'm like no I did not earn it I guess I paid for my registration but I was appalled at their character well I would never take a medal for something that i did not complete they don't have although I suppose I could get one and like hack it in half there was a motorcycle I don't know why they're letting motorcycles oh so on this run we ran through Vatican City Um, I've never seen anything so beautiful. Um, it was, I stopped running to just be like, what is this? Insane. Insane. And then when we started the marathon, it was at the Coliseum. The Coliseum. It's insane. I don't know if all of you or you that are listening have been to here, but it's like it's un—it's my brain is unable to comprehend how old this stuff is, how much history is here, how little tiny I am. <sighs> I'm just a little speck, on a speck, in a speck, in a moment of time that is so insignificant. We think that we think that everything is so significant, and really, it's not. It's—it's it's really not. Our souls are significant, but it's all of this is just so fleeting, and it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm repeating myself. What else? So the trees here, the cherry, not cherry blossoms, maybe the crab apple trees are all in bloom. So beautiful. Um, yesterday, we went to H&M because we wanted to get some sweatpants because it was cold this morning. And we wanted to put some sweatpants that were so cheap we could just throw them away. Well, guess what? It's a group of people walking by me. That's why I thought h H&M and sweatpants are so comfy, um, so comfy that we decided not to throw them away. So we put them in the bag drop. But um, there's a unsolicited little um advertisement. It's people, if you understand Italian, you're getting to listen to that conversation. Um, anyway, so we weren't gonna drop bags, but we did. They give you a little clear bag, you put your sticker on it, you drop it in a big semi-truck and then at the end you can go get your bag with all your stuff, which is really nice. I forgot to bring a fanny pack on this trip because my plan was to not run at all. I was going to come to the start, just run a little bit through the start and then stay there. But I decided to run a little bit so they gave us this little drawstring bag with all of our packet pickup stuff in it. So I've been running this whole time with a drawstring bag on my back I mean, none of this is ideal. I also didn't bring my running shoes, so my pale blue all birds just got a half marathon on them, which was fine. I postulate that a lot of my problems with my hip and stuff that I've developed during my last marathon was because I decided to train in my Brooks running shoes when I've been wearing nothing but all birds for the past five years. All of a sudden, I change up my shoes, and all of a sudden, I've got hip issues and knee issues and all this crap and all these injuries that I never used to have. So, I postulate, I like that word, I postulate the all birds and I me mean, should just hang out for the rest of my life. Ooh, here's a little store. I wonder if they have a toilet. I bet they don't. Maybe they'll have pity on me. No, it doesn't even look like it's open. Farmacia. Everything sounds so much cooler in Italian. Farmacia. Bra- Brancinolo. Sadatara. Don't know. Roy tried to buy some DayQuil or some cold medicine and the lady assured him it was what it was. It was just friggin' aspirin. So he would have felt a lot better had we been able to get something that addressed his congestion, like mucinex or something. Note to all of you, never leave the country without a stock of DayQuil, like sinus medication, mucinex. <clears throat> Just all the things because, I mean, if they have those things, they certainly don't have them accessible or in English words. So, anyway, tonight we're going to dinner with Katerina. Katerina is a friend of my friend Yulia's. I met Katerina in Ukraine when I went to Yulia's wedding. So I haven't seen Katerina since I was in Poltava or Kiev. I was in Kiev, Ukraine, July of 21. And I went to dinner after Julia's wedding with her and Anna and Klaus and Anya, uh, cool people I met at Julia's wedding. So she lives here in Rome now. So she is taking us to dinner um, here in Rome. So I'm excited because I think it'll be really, really fun. The guys will love meeting her. She's amazing, super smart, well-traveled. She's gorgeous. She's so kind. Um balloons. Uh, there's balloons. I don't know what they say. It's a radio station. I like your balloons. Balloons. In in Venice, they have glass makers or something. And so all these shops in Venice had these glass balloons. They were so cute, so beautiful. But I was like, there's no way I'll be able to get one of those home. I was looking for one that was like on a pendant. I never found one. Saddest fact of my life. As I looked at them... And they didn't have any that I could wear on a pendant or earring. Well, they had some earrings, but they were too heavy. So I did not bring home a glass balloon. And balloon is kind of my earmark signature thing. So I just have them in my memory. The end. Um, Danny did a lot of shopping. Um, I started to do some shopping. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm trying to spend my money on things here. Like, who cares? I bought workout clothes. What the hell's wrong with me? About workout clothes in Italy. Stupid. But they were tempting. They were buy four pairs, get one free. And they had pink ones. Um, and then we also went to this place where they had cosmetics made out of snail slime. I didn't know that snails slimed. And then they make beauty products out of snail slime. But they do, and I bought some. So I have snail slime hand lotion. If you'd like to try some, I can get you a link. Okay, I really, really hope I'm at the 25k mark here pretty soon. Because this girl's dogs are barking. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up the end from the Rome Marathon. I'll circle back with more later. So I said I'd circle back. And so I'm circling back from my bed. Um, Coincidentally, as soon as I got home, I found a remote control in the dresser that turns off the light. So we've that squared away for tonight. Only a day too late. But anyway, back to the Airbnb safe and sound. So... I had some issues finding the place where I could pick up the bus, the sweeper truck to take me back. So finally, at uh, at kilometer 28, I think it was, I finally went over to a water station, like a water and food station. And I said, hi, I, where is the truck to take me back to the finish? And this guy looked at me and goes, why, you quit? I said, Well yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I wanted to do half. And, and he's like, you quit? I said, yeah. He goes, you say it. I'm like, I quit. Okay. Any nods? Like I had to say it. They made me say I quit. But I'm like I didn't. I didn't quit. I, I planned to do half, and that was a lot. But whatever. They didn't care. So, this young kid hands me a helmet, and uh, points to a motorcycle. So I got to go on my very first motor motorcycle ride. And so I put the helmet on, and I got on the back of this motorcycle with this young kid. He spoke English pretty well, and um. Instead of paying attention 100% to the road, he kept turning his head to talk to me about, you know, do I like Rome and is Miami as amazing as it sounds and um, have I ever run before and um, I must be a bodybuilder, which I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) I'm a bodybuilder. I get very excited when people over here flux at me like, oh, you have muscles. I'm like, yes. Anyway, so he brought me to the 30 kilometer mark where the sweeper truck was sitting so by this time I see that Roy is about to finish, so I'm start sobbing because I wanted to see him cross and it was not going to. And the sweeper truck guy said we're gonna leave in 15 minutes. So I just sit there, knowing that Roy was crossing the crossing the finish line and I didn't get to see it. So it was so sad. Um, but long story short, um, got on the sweeper truck and drove to the finish line. So while I'm at In the truck I start getting these messages from Roy That um, they were out of blankets And he was cold and hurry up And his phone was about to die And I had the battery pack in my bag And so I'm freaking out Um, But all's well that ends well I found Roy And Roy is here to talk to you Hi Roy How's it going? (laughs) Excuse his sniffles I told him this wasn't going to be a formal podcast Like the other one we did together This is just off the cuff I'm going to publish it tonight So talk to Talk to the people about your day, because they've heard mine.
1: Oh, man. It was so, so hard. I had a really bad cold. Like, borderline flu, but I didn't have a temperature or anything. But it's really bad, aching and all that stuff. So it was hard. It was, uh, you know, first time I've ever run that far without stopping to walk or anything.
0: You stopped to pee three times, but that doesn't count.
1: I don't really count. Did you those. shuffle while you peed? No, because I didn't want to spray everywhere. Oh. I always wondered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think they need to do that. So we split up at uh, the 12 kilometer mark mm. and you took off and then I didn't see you. What'd you do?
1: Oh, I mean, I I had, had my earbuds on, so I was listening to music and just watching everybody. And it was just, and it was so magical. Like all the people along the route cheering us on. And it was just. Oh, it was, it was surreal, such a surreal feeling. It was so, so hard. It was, it was, you know, the adrenaline kicked in, so I didn't really feel, um, I didn't feel the sickness once I started running because I just got excited and the adrenaline, adrenaline pick, picked up and it was fine until, I don't know, probably like the last six miles. And then all of a sudden I started getting achy and stuff again. But you know, I went that far, so I wasn't gonna stop. I told myself I was gonna run the whole way without stopping, so I wanted to finish it that way.
0: Well, and so we we ran really slow, and then when we split up, I saw that your time just kept getting faster and faster.
1: Oh yeah, so well, I mean, it helped me in one way uh, to preserve my energy. One of those first seven or eight miles with you, because we were running really slow, but it was also really hard to run that slow. I had like it felt like it took more like energy for me to 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 stay at that pace but um it's
0: true it is harder to run slow yeah.
1: um so so because of that i had to i wanted to, i had a goal in my head of of a 10, 10 minute mile um so in order for me to get back to that pace because that's what i've been training at i i had to like run extra fast the whole time just to try to catch up to that so i can finish where i wanted to finish
0: I can't believe you did that, because if you just kept on the 11-minute pace, you would have been like, you would have been fine with a five-hour finish, but you were like, no. I do not want a
1: five-hour finish. <laughs> I wanted four to four and a half, and who knows, maybe I'd squeeze under four, but I know that was kind of impossible for me, but...
0: They're amazing.
1: You know what was hard, though, was... Uh, running on the cobblestones. I didn't really prepare for that. Oh,
0: yeah, oh. so I forgot to mention that. That is like, it's very, it's old Roman streets. It's cobblestones. And that is really hard to run on. I I mean, I felt it on my foot. That's oh. the reason I wasn't going to run is because I have this plantar fascia on my left foot, which feels like I have a bruise under my left heel. So that cobblestone was freaking murder. Oh.
1: Yeah, it was a whole different type of impact. <laughs> so I was, I was so grateful when we finally got on a regular paved road i was so happy but it was bad and the longer we went it was just i felt like every time i ran on that cobblestone it felt like somebody was hitting the bottom of my feet with a meat tenderizer (laughs) over and over and over yeah pretty much it
0: was heinous so what was the finish line like because i wasn't there to see it
1: finish line was i almost didn't know if it was the finish line because it didn't look that exciting, and I was just so tired and out. I, you know, starting to feel achy and stuff. So I'm just, I was just that last mile was the longest mile ever. I thought it was like going on for two or three miles, <laughs> but it was fine. You know, I crossed the finish line. I couldn't, couldn't barely walk, just trying to find some water somewhere. And then I, I was freezing. I started shivering really bad, like really bad. And then I couldn't find any blankets, like the foil blankets they give me. I cannot
0: believe they ran out of foil blankets. They know how many people register for this thing. How can you run out yeah. of foil blankets?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. So I I actually finally wound up looking into a dumpster, and I know it sounds gross, but I found a foil blanket inside there, and I pulled it out and shook it off. I had to. I was freezing my butt off. I just had my shorts and my tank top on.
0: Yeah, when he started running, he didn't have his shirt on, and they said so they made him put his shirt back on.
1: Yeah, somebody at one of the watering stations i i wasn't even stopping there and i had my earbuds on and two ladies kept on like waving at me so i took my i'm like what you you need to put your shirt you need to put your shirt on so what oh okay sorry (laughs) so i don't know maybe it's just they're really um they're really religious over here
0: well either that or they're just anti-rome and they don't want rome to benefit from the image of someone so incredibly attractive (laughs) running around (laughs) without a shirt on
1: (laughs) i wondered because i'm like no no one else is running around without their shirt on So now it makes sense why that lady wanted to take a picture of me. Maybe she thought she was taking a picture of somebody nude. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: it's because you're hot.
1: No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I was getting these messages from him like, my phone is going to die. I'm shivering so bad. So I was imagining that he was going to pass out and die. And I was terrified and so stressed out. So when I finally found him, I started started bawling. But he was okay.
1: Yeah, I was okay. I was was, like crazy shivering. I wasn't going to pass out or anything, but... You know, part of that happens after a race. You get the shivers, yeah. but I'm also sick, so it was like extra shivers, <laughs> extra volt jolting. <laughs>
0: well, when you're low on electrolytes, a lot of times you'll get that, and so I call it being an elect being electro dark.
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
0: You were electro dark, but I'm so glad. I'm so proud of this man. I mean, I-, I have never had to run sick. I've never had to run a marathon sick, and um, I I normally don't do anything when I'm sick. I'm a big baby. And you went out and ran. What was your time?
1: Uh, my time, what did I do? 4.28 or something like
0: yes. that? 4.28 anything? A sub 4.30 marathon on your second marathon at age 49 and a half. Yeah. Sick.
1: Yeah, and um, hopefully my last, but never say never, I guess.
0: Never say never. <laughs> it was amazing. So there you go. That's the, that's the marathon saga. Now, Danny also finish He intended to at least do half and just see what happened, and he ended up finishing as well. He finished a, a little bit after Roy. So really good day on the road for these two guys. Um, I'm bummed that I didn't finish it, but I'm excited that I did what I did because I wasn't planning on really doing anything. Um, so now, now we rest and eat. We came in. I made uh, rice some soup and a sandwich, and um, we have dinner plans tonight. At 7, I'm going to invite our new friend from London that we met that uh, ran. He finished in like 3.45, so he's a super fast guy. He didn't have breakfast. He didn't have coffee. He trained for two weeks, and he ran a sub for our marathon. I'm like, what? Who are these people? But anyway, so that'll do it from our marathon day. I thought you might like a little uh, play-by-play. Uh, Marathon fun I guess I can't remember When I stopped recording before But I did get some coffee I found a toilet And coffee And then Became the, the frantic Searching for the Pickup van The quitter van The loser mobile It's basically what they said But I'm stoked I got to take my very first Motorcycle ride And I didn't die And um, now I can say I've ridden on a motorcycle In the streets of Rome So it all worked out It all worked out So there you have it From Rome till next time Say goodbye, Roy. Goodbye, Roy. I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email. Kristen at KristenSmithOnline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience. And make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.